Hello, this is Two Guys One World Cup. I'm James Cook. And I'm Andy White. I'm a big fan of the World Cup. And, uh, well, I'm here. I've made Andy come over again to watch another game. Yes, he's bri- bribed me with sandwiches. I, I fear he hasn't had enough punishment. <laughs> but <laughs> I think this is going to be this is going to be nice punishment. You know, the kind you'd pay for. <laughs> because we're going to be watching Brazil. Oh, Brazil, they're supposed to be good, aren't they? Well, this is it. They're the most successful team in World Cup history. Such is their reputation that there is actually a chant at football grounds when your team is playing incredibly well. Oh, yes. They chant, Brazil, it's just like watching Brazil. Crikey. The thing is, Brazil often don't play like Brazil. Mm-hmm. Uh, in fact, in the last World Cup, they lost in the semi-finals 7-1 to Germany. Oh, crikey. But they're back with new players, and we're going to be watching them play Costa Rica. So Brazil and Costa Rica are both places that produce coffee. Yes. Apart from that, <laughs> I know very little about, if anything, yeah. about the cost. How, how do you rate Costa Rica as a team? They were the uh, surprise package of the last World Cup. They got to the quarterfinals. Oh, yes. Uh, and they sort of knocked out England-ish, but they didn't beat England. But Hang on, so they knocked them out, but they didn't beat them. Well, when England played Costa Rica, England had already been knocked out. Yes. And Costa Rica had already qualified. Yes. So they drew. But Costa Rica were in England's group and went through. Mm-hmm. If Costa Rica won this game, it would be one of the biggest shocks in World Cup history. Crikey. That's where we are with it. Okay. Uh, we've got the Brazil team is up on the screen there. When you were saying when the team plays well, it's, it's Brazil, it's just like watching Brazil. Yeah. If somebody said that to me, it, I would be thinking of the Terry Gilliam film, <laughs> yeah. Brazil. So watching this game of football is just like watching some dark utopian vision of the future of Britain. Yeah, well, it may be that. Okay. <laughs> we'll see. We'll find out. <laughs> Anyone jump out at you there in the Brazil lineup? In the Brazil lineup. Oh, they've got Jesus playing for them. Yes. He's very good on crosses. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the bants. Oh, yes, I'm sure he nails those goals. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, every time he's injured, it takes three days for him to recover. <laughs> the rest yeah. of the team just follow him around. <laughs> Apart from uh, Judas, a substitute, who's yeah. always been very bitter about it. I'm sure there'll be plenty more Jesus jokes yes. throughout the show. Yes, and... Uh, because of Miranda. I'm assuming he's always fallen over. Yeah. Well, as Miranda plays centre-half and uh, the goalkeeper... Alison. 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 I, I think it's great that they've uh, they've got two women in the team. I, I think it's, it's great as well. <laughs> Alison and Miranda <laughs> from accounts. <laughs> and, of course, Neymar, world's most expensive footballer, oh, who yes. has had a haircut. So he doesn't look quite as ridiculous as he did in the first game. Is that for streamlining or something? Maybe, maybe. Yeah. Costa Rica team, anyone there? Jump out at you? No. <laughs> no, not really. All right, I mean, enough. there's uh, there's Borges. Is he related to the Argentinian writer, Jorge? Jorge Borges. Borges. Is he related to Jorge Borges? We might see some uh, postmodernist deconstruction of football. Well, we might. And this whole thing is revealed to be a fiction within a fiction. Well, it is, yeah. Yes. I think that's spot on. 
we're expecting lots of attacking play from Brazil, okay. as we always do, despite the fact that oftentimes they're not that good. Oh, the legacy of the you know the 1970 team. There's no shaking that in the oh, psyche of, uh, yes. of football watchers. But fancy, fancy playing for a team which is unable to shake off the legacy of a, of a long <laughs> gone success. I know. Do you know the story about Gary Lineker? Do you know this, this story? No, in the tell me. 1990 World Cup uh, finals, opening match between England and the Republic of Ireland. Right. Lineker was apparently suffering from a stomach bug. Oh. <clears throat> and at one point during the game, he did a poo. <laughs> Where? Like in his shorts. Oh, poor fella. And then kind of had to wipe it on the grass. Oh. But no one knew at the time. Mm. <laughs> it came out subsequently. <laughs> and there is footage. Oh, no, please, no. There's footage of Gary Lineker. Yeah. Having a stomach bug and, you know, you imagine it was a kind of a fart that went wrong. Yes. And then him sort of dragging across the floor like a dog (laughs) and wiping his hands on the grass and things. Mm. Uh, I mean, he openly talks about this happening now, but no one knew at the time. If only he'd had a yellow card or something, he could have wiped it. (laughs) When you see a team that has a player that also plays in the English... Uh, league does that affect how you feel about that team I mean I, I support Aston Villa who used to have maybe half a dozen players in the World Cup for various teams including mm-hmm. sometimes some for England they don't anymore I think there are three current Villa players at the World Cup so I do feel a certain fondness for those players yes but if they were playing against England I wouldn't They'd but be- I, I do know football fans who are so partisan for their team yeah. that they will support the players who play for their club team yes. even if they're playing against their national team oh. that does happen particularly people who support teams from the North West who've always seen England as a kind of inconvenience <laughs> because they've been so dominant yeah. in, in domestic football but uh, Jedinak uh, who plays for Aston Villa and Australia, is the Australian captain, and he scored two penalties already at the World Cup. So I'm delighted for him. Oh, yes. Because um, that's the thing, because um, although I don't want to sound all you, Kippy... <laughs> yeah. Particularly within things on, like, like football, where you have local teams representing local people, should there be more restrictions on where they can draw players from, even to the detriment of the quality of the game, because certain things like local identity are important to people, and this may be um, a harmless way of expressing that. That argument does get made. Yeah. A lot of people say England don't win major tournaments because there are too many foreign players in the Premier League. Right. And I would argue, if all the foreign players went home, we wouldn't suddenly have loads of British Pelés showing up. No. No, because otherwise they would be in the Premier League. There are English players in the Premier League. Yes. The good ones. <laughs> right? So if they went home, it's just the players who are in the like the league down would, would move up. Yes. But they wouldn't necessarily get better right. for doing that. And so the situation with England wouldn't really change. What's interesting is England, I think, is the only country at the World Cup where all the squad members play in that country. All right. So all the English players play in England, mm. whereas every other country will have players who play in leagues all over the world, including in England. Yeah. And I think that's really the problem with the English national team, is not enough of our players go and play abroad. Although some younger players have actually started doing that. Mm-hmm. 
But what, what I like about international football is it is kind of the last bastion of which bit of the surface of the planet is producing the best footballers, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. I mean, you can invest in infrastructure and you can fast-track passports, <clears throat> but otherwise you can't buy in the best player just because you want to. No. So since we last met, yes. some stuff has been going on in the World Cup. Oh, right. There have been nine games. Oh, crikey. Nine games, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and including this one, there are only 40 games to go. Oh, <laughs> oh my word. <laughs> it just doesn't end. Of which one or two might be quite good. <laughs> oh, that was pushed him. A little <clears throat> bit of pushing won't hurt anyone. It's still pushing. Uh, so basically, since we last met, yeah. everyone has now played at least one game. Okay, good. And uh, teams are, the teams are now playing their second games. Yes. And what happens after the second games is that teams start to have qualified or have been completely knocked out Mm -hmm. of the tournament so teams that have got through Russia have got through have they just like you predicted yeah I don't remember predicting that you did but but okay then I predicted that Russia would go through well well done me and uh, Uruguay have ah which I predicted you predicted yeah so from group A we've both got one right but that means that Saudi Arabia and Egypt are both out ah and they have to now play each other, <laughs> which that'll be a fun game. <laughs> Two depressed teams. <laughs> In Group B, Morocco are out. Oh, right. Portugal won. Ronaldo scored again. He's the current top scorer in the tournament with four. Right. France are through to the next round, definitely. And Peru are out. Is that a surprise that Peru are out or...? Well, we expected a bit more from Peru. Hello, Costa Rica have a shot. No. We expected a bit more from Peru. They've been quite limp. They've lost two games 1-0. Right. Any any accounting for that? They weren't as good as we thought. (laughs) I've observed a general sort of lack of quality in the final third, Hmm. to use a footballing cliche. So teams are quite very good for two-thirds of the pitch, but when they start getting near the opponent's goal, they don't really know what to do. Call me naive, but I would have thought that because the purpose of the game is to score more goals than the other team, mm. that you would focus on being very good in that third of the pitch. But, yes, you're yeah. right, but there's also stop the other team from scoring. Yeah, there is that, yeah. So they focus on that a lot. Uh, and there's also the sort of unwritten thing of no individuals wanting to make mistakes. Ah. There's a sort of fear, maybe nerves... Also, it just might not be very good. Number of goals per game, I think, is down mm-hmm. on previous tournaments. Although we haven't had a nil-nil draw yet. Right. Ha-ha, let's tempt fate, Andy. <laughs> uh, the big news from last night's game... Yes. ...which was Argentina against Croatia. Ah. Croatia won 3-0. I imagine there were a lot of England fans who were very happy about that. <laughs> yes, yes, they were. So, Argentina, although they're not mathematically out yet... Right. They... You know, they need to win their last game by quite a lot and hope other results go a certain way. Right. But they did play like a team that was imploding. In, in what sense? I mean, just a, a team that didn't know what they were doing. They've got Lionel Messi, supposed to be one of the world's best players. Yeah. They sort of never gave him the ball. The coach changed their formation before the game last night, mm-hmm. having played a certain way yeah. for a long time. And uh, yeah, they just fell apart. Fell apart. It was very funny. Because <laughs> it wasn't my team. 
it often happens that yeah. a quote unquote big team at the World Cup yes. will implode. It used to be a thing that the Dutch would do, mm-hmm. or the French did it a couple of times. Yeah. Why? Any common factors in this? It's team dynamics. There's 23 men mm-hmm. living together for a month yes. in a hotel. You have to keep them all happy. So it's about it's management, really. So it is just like an episode of Big Brother for a month. Yeah, it is. The, the England team, however, yeah. seem to be getting on famously. Oh, that's good. They've been posting pictures on uh, social media of them in their hotel swimming pool having a race on inflatable unicorns. Oh, I like that. <laughs> now, <laughs> they're just winning everyone over. Yes, I would like to see that. I'll see if I can find it. A couple of the Brazil players there sporting your haircut. Yeah, I was, yes, I noticed that fellow there. I was, I was, I was getting quite envious of, um, what's his name? William. W- William. I mean, he is in his 20s. Ah, that was it, yeah, because being as old as I am now, the, the hair has just given up the ghost. What do you need to be vibrant for? What do I need to be vibrant for? You've you've reproduced. Now hurry up and die. I'm now going to show you the photo of four England players sitting on inflatable unicorns in a swimming pool. Ah, <laughs> oh, that's brilliant. I love that. It's so brilliant because there's bunting and everything. Yeah, it's so English that is, and that they should do that for the Oxford and Cambridge boat race. <laughs> Yeah, I'd watch. Yeah. In fact, what they should do, every other university should, the day after, have their own version of the Oxford. And they just all go on unicorns down the Thames. I would love, I would watch that. I think everybody would love that as well. Uh, The other news from the England camp. please. uh, The manager, Gareth Southgate, has dislocated his shoulder. Oh, how did he manage that? Well, the official line is... He went for a run through the woods <laughs> and dislocated his shoulder. Mm-hmm. Are we buying that? Are there woods about the place? Yeah, there are woods in Russia. Yeah. Where, where would other bear shit otherwise? Yeah. <laughs> What's the other official line on Shouldergate? Well, a man in his mid-40s, away from home in a hotel, mm-hmm. dislocates his shoulder. Yeah. Just check his internet history. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> what? <laughs> You're saying it was some sort of furious masturbation accident. I'm not saying he was furious. <laughs> he probably he probably was afterwards. <laughs> How do you hurt your shoulder running in the woods? Running oh, in the God. woods? Oh, They're in a hotel with like training pitches and you know all these treadmills in the gym. Uh-huh. Where are you going to go for a run, Gareth? Oh, you know the woods. <laughs> Oh, what are we going to tell the press? Oh, oh, no, I was running in the woods. Yeah, I think that should be a new euphemism. <laughs> sorry, I'm late. I was running in the woods. Yeah, sorry. I ran twice yesterday. I did a 5K. <laughs> I've discovered that I can make goals happen. Oh, yes. All I have to do is go onto social media yeah. and type, this has got nil-nil written all over it. Yeah. And I find uh, the goals, goals happen. In the opening game, yeah. I was I was tweeting that, and there were five goals. Last night, I was in Croatia, and it was nil-nil. I tweeted that. There were three goals. Once again, Andy, I'm affecting the outcome of the World Cup. Okay, well... You're very welcome. Thank you. Thank you. Do, you do you want to tweet now that this has got nil-nil written all over it? There's no way this is going to end up with lots of goals being scored by both sides, and then it all being resolved with a last-minute goal in the fight, in fact, in a goal in the final seconds of the game, 
which creates a nail-biting, tense finish. Yeah. No, that's that, not going to that happen. Won't happen. That Definitely won't happen. Definitely won't. All Brazil have got free kick. Neymar. Neymar. It goes oh. to nothing. Mm. No way the underdogs Costa Rica are going to pull a victory out of this one. Thing is, if you knowingly tempt fate, you're not really tempting fate, are you? <laughs> yeah, the, is it the Heisenberg uncertainty principle? Uh, no. No. What am I talking about? What's the thing? Looking at it changes it. What's that? Oh, that's the, Schro- the Schrodinger's cat thing, isn't it? Yes. Oh, Schrodinger's cat. Schrodinger's football game. Yes. If we don't look at it, it's it an w- amazing game <laughs> and, and a tedious nil-nil at the same time. <laughs> Now, you were talking about <clears throat> there being fewer goals scored because yeah. attacking players are less likely to take risks. Ish, yes. Because it seems to me a fundamental contradiction in this, this game of football. Once a game in which you have to win, but also a form of entertainment. And in very defensive games, the gaming aspect of it uh, comes to the fore to the detriment of the entertainment part. Yeah. Do you think that coaches, players, etc., should pay as much attention to the entertainment part as the gaming part? Should they just admit that they are in the entertainment industry and that should be reflected on the pitch? That would work if their rewards were based on how entertaining they were mm-hmm. rather than how many games they won. Okay. Their incentive is to win the game, mm-hmm. not necessarily to entertain. As anyone who watched Arsenal in the late eighties, early nineties would attest to. Mm-hmm. So there's no there's no real incentive for them to be entertaining, other than you know playing well, often attacking. Hello. Oh. No, he's off. He's offside. Oh. Brazil have scored, but it's going to be disallowed for a flag. I don't think there's going to be a VAR here. You know, if the league table. Mm-hmm. Wasn't done on you know points for a win, but on points for viewing figures. I was going to suggest that, yeah. Or attendances, then maybe. But to, to be honest, attendances don't necessarily drop dramatically when a team becomes more boring. It must be an an interesting game if even you're sitting back there, sort of pursing your lips <laughs> and sighing heavily. Yeah. Well, I feel this enormous pressure now, now that you're here, for it to be any good. No, don't, don't feel under pressure because I'm here. I volunteered to do this. I, I came in with very low expectations. And they're being met. And yes. So I, I don't resent <laughs> this at all. It's, it's given me the opportunity to talk about things I don't normally talk about mm. and, and to hear about things I don't normally hear about. So what can I say? It's, it's the journey. It's what, it's what happens while we're watching that's interesting. Even if the thing we're watching is not in itself uh, particularly interesting. But some journeys are on really slow trains going through industrial estates. And some journeys are roller coasters. I'm not a big fan of um, of, uh, roller coasters. I do do like a good log flume. Yeah, a good one. A good log flume. And uh, a water water park. Mm. Water parks are my favourites. And I notice you're checking your Facebook now yeah so so this this really is an indication of how interesting this game is because I've, I've just been seeing lots of moving about yeah. one side to the other and occasionally somebody barges into somebody or, or knocks them down or there's occasional corner and thing and, that's, and it seems to me to be like a game of football and I look to you for <laughs> clues yeah. as to how good a game of football is and I'm here on social media <laughs> Ah, and someone's just posted 
Clive Tilsley seriously just fuck off. He's the commentator on TV. <laughs> so, so what what has Clive Tilsley been doing wrong? Clive Tilsley is the commentator on ITV, yes. and he rubs people up the wrong way. He just seems to be doing sort of commentator. Yeah, he's fine, isn't he? He's fine. Well, I remember watching England in the two thousand. European Championships we were watching England play Portugal at my friend Jason's house yeah and his elder brother was there who I'd not met previously and a a bunch of other people it was a game in which England went 2-0 up quite early but then managed to lose 3-2 and what I remember about that game is my friend Jason's brother they're from uh, Cheshire and he just got like really drunk progressively throughout the game Mm. In the second half, most of us had left the room with the television and were just in the garden having a barbecue yeah. because it was it was too depressing and also because of Jason's brother getting drunker. He was sitting right next to the TV <laughs> with a, a can of lager in his hand, blaming this turnaround in events in the football game on Clive Tilsley, <laughs> the commentator, <laughs> by constantly saying over and over again, Tilsley! Tells me a Granada reject. <laughs> Fuck off, Tilsley. And I had to leave the room because I was laughing. I thought, if he sees me laughing, he's going to throw something at me. Granada reject. So my wife was also at that get together with me. So mm-hmm. whenever she hears the name Clive Tilsley, she says, Granada reject. <laughs> Iron Man in the crowd there of course who goes to a football match with an Iron Man mask <laughs> I, it make, that made no sense to me as I was trying like, to think oh there must be some sort of symbolism here some sort of pun yeah. is one um, of their players nicknamed Iron Man no um, he's not even dressed as Iron Man he's literally just wearing an Iron Man mask is it Robert Downey Jr just trying to <laughs> yeah mingle with the crowd because he was sitting next to a woman I don't think that was his wife. <laughs> like, the camera's crap. Put the mask on. I thought we did this later. No. <laughs> a friend of ours on social media, uh, yeah. a very funny comedian, Steve Day, has posted, I think I like the idea of Brazil more than the actuality. Ah, yes. The platonic form that is Brazil. I often feel the same way about lots of things. and yeah. I think... I'm starting to like the idea of football rather than the, <laughs> the execution of it. Oh, okay, I'll, well, I'll that's be, something. I'd be happy to talk about football and uh, what it means. and It's cultural and, impact. And the cultural it? impact and all that sort of thing. But to regularly watch it, no. And I've been watching like two or three games a day mm-hmm. for a week. Yeah. What's wrong with me? Oh, oh, Neymar over the bar. Neymar over the bar. Was it subpar? Hmm. Nah. <laughs> it didn't go far. <laughs> Does he deserve caviar? <laughs> I do like the idea that that's why they're all playing. <laughs> if I play well enough, I'm going to get some caviar. <laughs> it's the ultimate food, guys. It's what Rockefeller eats. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, the idea of Brazil is better than the... Uh, I feel that way about threesomes. I thought oh, I had to, to do a double take then because I thought you said three sums as in additions. Yeah. 
I thought, what three sums? Are, was it fifty-six plus twenty? <laughs> is that one of them? All right, okay. I mean, it sounds like a great idea, but in reality, I think it would just be awkward. I'm glad you put that uh, wood in there. That conditional. Yeah, that's why I didn't invite the other guy. <laughs> it's just a. So it's just going to be me and you, is it? <laughs> I thought that would be less awkward. Yeah. You haven't put something in these Jaffa cakes, have you? No, no, just a smashing orangey bit. It's like foreplay with my wife. I feel guilty if I'm giving one breast too much attention. <laughs> okay. Imagine there were four of them belonging to two different people. I'd be a mess. I'd just be riddled with anxiety. It'd be like plate spinning. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that was going to. I mean, I'm, pre- I'm prepared to give it a go, but I imagine it would probably be horrible. The more boring the game, the filthier the chat gets. <laughs> number ten, as he goes to take a corner. Number ten, the Brazilian number ten. Um, Neymar. Ho- Neymar holding onto his his balls for some reason. I don't know. Oh, good checking that they're there. Perhaps it was supposed to be his lucky charm or something. <laughs> his lucky balls. Lucky. <laughs> Just quick tug on the old lucky balls before I take the, the corner. That's what got Gareth Southgate into trouble. <laughs> oh, well, the second half started a bit brighter, hasn't it? Yes, it's usually the other way around, isn't it? Because mm. they're, they're usually quite tired after the first half. Or, or perhaps they've had a, a big meal in the half-time. Yeah. No, <laughs> just lots of bread. <laughs> the, oh, I feel a bit sleepy. Why did we have all that turkey and boxed wine? <laughs> <laughs> The referee was just doing like the... Duck motion. The, you're giving it all that hand gesture to Neymar. Yeah. <laughs> so You're always giving it all that, Neymar. Yeah. See, not only reprimanding him, but giving him a quick lesson in Makaton. That's, see, that's how boring even he finds the game. You know, potentially, this is a terrible result for Brazil here if they don't win. Because that means they've played two, drawn two, mm-hmm. and they have to play Serbia in their next game. Who they should beat, but they should have beaten these, and they should have beaten Switzerland, and they didn't. The idea of Brazil did not turn up. No. For this match, to put it in the in in Doctor Who terms, mm-hmm. I say that uh, Russia versus Saudi Arabia, the first match we watched, that was Genesis of the Daleks, Aztecs level. Mm-hmm. This is more Colin Baker. <laughs> And not I think it's very harsh on Colin Baker. No. For any Doctor Who fans listening, when I'm talking about Colin Baker, I mean TV Colin Baker, not the um, audio Colin Baker, which, so I'm told, was, was very, very good. I think I like the idea of Colin Baker more than Colin Baker. Because when, when, when I derived the Colin Baker years, I think it was when the BBC had, had decided they really just wanted to get rid of Doctor Who, and so were putting it in the worst scheduling slots not giving them enough money mm. that's why I think of those years yeah. as bad ones mm. whereas in this game mm-hmm. they've got the most expensive player in the world couldn't have more money mm. please don't let this go into extra time no these games can't go into extra time this is a, not a knockout game oh thank god it's a group game so if it finishes nil nil it finishes nil nil oh good hello Neymar no penalty the Costa Ricans are not happy about the whole what? thing, they got right up in the referee's grill. That's that's that's, that's not that's not unacceptable. Unacceptable. It was quite obvious, even to me. I was quite obviously 
some fouling in the penalty area, he should not be intimidated. And they should know better than to shout at a ref in that situation. I mean, he does play up, look, but here comes the Turk, look. He did grab hold of his the front of his shirt. Yeah, I mean, I've seen worse not given. Oh, oh, hello. No, he's going to the telly. This usually means he's going to change his mind. And we go into this ridiculous split scene 24 style scenario. <laughs> Why? Why are we having to do split screen? Why can't we just see what one of them is doing at a time? Ooh, yeah, from that angle though, it it doesn't look like he pulls him. It just looks like he puts his hand on him. Oh, yeah, the VAR says no penalty. Not given. It looked stone cold, didn't it? Yes, it did to me, yes. Football now is turning into a version like Rashomon. <laughs> It is. It is Rashomon. We're going to have to watch this game again now. Oh, please. No. But, from a dip, but on the other sofa. <laughs> <laughs> See, from here, it was utterly tedious. But from that sofa, it was the best game ever. Oh, well, there could have been a goal. But there isn't going to be now. Because technology. In that replay of that penalty incident, it does look like Nemo's going, hey, <laughs> as he falls over backwards. Hey, hey look at my cock. <laughs> 165 million quid there. <laughs> Drink it in, guys. You look half a time wasting. Yeah, the, yeah. the whole game yes. should be booked. <laughs> Yeah, there's two guys in Birmingham who were watching this, <laughs> trying to generate a decent podcast out of it. Damn you. Well, I can't lie, Andy. This is what it is. Okay. This is what watching football is. It's a lot of disappointment and dross, punctuated with the occasional moment of something decent. There's an important life lesson here, you know. Is there? Yeah, there is, you know. Never life. expect anything. That is a lesson you can take from this is just that life is not edited highlights life is not like fiction where I might edited... cut this bit out by the way alright <laughs> <laughs> life is not like fiction where usually all the boring bits of cut out being cut out like the mm. times when they're brushing their teeth or going to the lavatory or things like that or just yawning and... oh again straight to the goalkeeper he must have magnetic gloves the ball's the not metal uh, yeah I was halfway through <laughs> Do you think they're playing Coming with a ball up. bearing? <laughs> well, they are very tidy on the screen. This is ridiculous now. Mm. This is why people hate football for this bullshit. Who, who touched him? This this must be like being a supply teacher <laughs> in a really unruly school. You just you turn your back on them, put something on the on the blackboard, yeah. and then something. Ah! Oh, who's hit who now? Well, they're going to add a bunch of minutes on for the stoppages, so I imagine there's about another five minutes of this shit. Sorry, Andy. Uh, I picked this one because I thought there'd be goals in it. Well, never mind. You you can't guarantee these things. I really, really can't. It's important in these, especially these, the era of smartphones. Oh, another six minutes? Oh, what did we do to you? (laughs) Sorry, Andy. No, that's right. So it's important in this area of smartphones and the internet where you can one-click order things and everything downloads in a few seconds. It get reminded that a lot of... Oh, it's a goal! It's a goal! It, it was Coutinho! You were making some point about attention spans and we got distracted. Yeah. <laughs> I was trying to say how 
A lot of life is very tedious. I was trying to make that very important point. About <laughs> yeah. life. And while I was making that point, something happened. Brazil have scored a goal. Out of nowhere, well, the overdog has done it. <laughs> yeah, went through the goalkeeper's legs. Do you know what that's called? Is it nutmegging? Nutmegging, yes. Because uh, the delicious spice nutmeg has something to do with it, <laughs> presumably. <laughs> Well, there you go. We thought they were terrible. It turns out they're amazing. <laughs> yeah. I think this means Costa Rica are out. I'm, I'm sorry I, I distracted you from watching that goal, but for some reason, after 90 minutes of nothing happening, <laughs> I thought that would continue. Yeah. All our experience suggested yeah. that nothing would continue to happen. Yes. But a thing did happen. That's all right. That's right. And that's, which has taught us another valuable lesson, uh, the inductivist fallacy. Yeah. Which is that uh, just seventies prog rock band? Yeah, yeah, they uh, they supported King Crimson at uh, Glastonbury. They weren't on; they were just fans of the idea. <laughs> What's the inductive fallacy? Oh, uh, assuming that just because things have happened in a particular way, that they are going to continue happening in that way. The example used is about turkeys. Turkeys being fed by the farmer every day. And they assume that every day they're going to be fed. And then one day, it's Christmas Eve. And they get presents under a tree. That's it. They get <laughs> presents under a tree. And they Yay! Say, say, That's a brilliant story. Make it into a children's book. <laughs> Why have I got a Power Ranger? I just wanted corn. All right, we're in the 97th minute. Would there be another goal? Yes, there was Yay, another goal. another goal. 2-0. They have sealed it. Yeah. There. So as the game enters its sixth day... <laughs> there, goals! We had to wait till after 90 minutes had been played, but we got two goals. Well, they, they probably felt the need to score two goals to live up to their reputation as, as Brazil. Yeah. And that's it. Neymar's having oh. a bit of a cry. Mate, oh. we feel like crying after sitting through the first hour and a half of that. <laughs> there you go, you've seen Brazil now. I have, I've, seen, I've seen Brazil, yes. See, I, I was expecting them to be like the football equivalent of the Harlem Globetrotters. And there'd be lots of tricky stuff going on and yeah. a banter. And, hey, I think if they'd have scored their two goals in the first six minutes, as opposed to the last six minutes, I think they probably would have done that a mm. little bit. Thanks very much for listening. Until next time, ta-ra. Bye-bye.